Welcome to a refreshing podcast from Life Church. Get ready. The Word of God will be planted into your heart and will produce God's best in your life. Go, knowing that your request is granted. The demon has left your daughter permanently. And returning to her home, she found the child lying on the couch, relaxed and resting, the demon having gone. That's amazing. I want you to think about what just happened here. Jesus rejected someone. I know that sounds kind of harsh to believe. We have a certain picture of Jesus, right? He accepts everyone. He's always, he's never rude, right? He always has a kind answer, right? He always is... He, he, everything he says is very pleasant, right? That, that's, the, that's the picture that we have of Jesus, right? But if you were to live in Jesus' time, you'll find, I think Jesus would offend many of us. He called her a dog and said, it's not good for me to give what belongs to the Jews to you. Notice her answer. She said, yes, Lord but even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. This is what Jesus said. I want you to pay close attention to this. He said, because of this answer. Ah, I love that. Do you realize that it takes great humility, great faith to answer correctly when you have the opportunity to get into your feelings? What if she got into her feelings? What if she said, who, Jesus, I know you are I, but, you know, <laughs> slow it down. What if she got into her emotions? Her daughter would have remained afflicted. I wonder how many of us miss out on what God wants to give us because we are not willing to even be insulted. That's hard. Some of us, our pride is too strong to allow insult, to allow indignity, to allow us to look embarrassed. But I come to tell you something today. There's going to be moments where you're going to have to bite your lip. There's going to be a time where you're going to have to allow indignities. And this is the moment where you have to remind yourself, mode over mood. My daughter is more important than how I'm feeling. So if I have to bite this and say, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table, and the result, this is where the faith is, she knew the result of this. The result would be my daughter would be free from this demon. Rough, rough. I'm okay with that. How many be okay with saying, yes, Lord, I'm a dog, if it meant your, ch- your child is free from a demon? Some people are not. Some people, their pride gets in the way of their blessing. How many have come to a place where maybe even at work, you had to bite your lip, you had to say, you had to, you, you had to hold your tongue, and, if, and if because you were willing to hold your tongue just a little longer, the right door opened up for you. Mode over mood. Mode over mood. And here's wisdom. There's a time to speak. There's a time to speak, yes. But there's a time 
to shut it up. Yes, there's a time for that. And wisdom will tell you what time it is. I want to talk to you about your mouth today. Because if you're going to live mode over mood, you got to control your mouth. My goodness, your mouth will unlock things for you. And it will also close things for you. Your mouth will shut people down. And it will open people up. Your mouth will open up opportunities that you would never imagine, and yet it will also close doors. This is why we must be very careful and guarded stewards over our tongue. And this is what it means to live mode over mood. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I know my time is short. Let me move on. Let's go to John chapter, James. We'll go to James. James chapter 3, 4 to 5. This is what James says. He says, look also at ships. He might have been on a cruise ship before. Okay, think about a cruise ship, how large a ship is, right? Look at the ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. I like this because what it says here is that a ship could be driven by the wind. Right? So imagine a wind blows on a ship and it, it, it pushes it one direction. But the rudder has the opportunity to still turn it. Imagine that. You could be pushed in directions that you don't want to go. Your mouth has the ability to redirect you. This is why where people miss it, they give in to the wind. They give in to the emotions. They give in to the circumstance. They give in to what's blowing in their lives, and they don't use their tongue. So maybe your family's on fire. Your marriage is on fire. Things are happening, spinning out of control. That's the wind. Here's the question. How are you using your tongue? Because the wind will come, but you still have a rudder in your mouth. So even though you're being driven you can turn the tide. You can turn the ship. You can turn the angle. You can turn the destination. That's how powerful your mouth is. Here's where some of us make the mistake. The wind blows and our tongue just lines up with what the wind is saying. And what happens? We just speed up in that direction. Oh, I'm telling you, mode over mood is when you take the discipline to say, no, 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 no. Even though the wind is blowing, even though the circumstances are pushing, even though things are going contrary to where I want to go, I'm going to live mode over mood and use my tongue to redirect my life. Glory to God. I think I shared this a, a while ago, but this is gonna, I'm going to share this with you. I just feel led to. Sometimes these things are hard to share, but I, I put my life out there because I want to help somebody. I remember in the first year of my marriage, um, my wife and I, we were trying to learn each other, learn each other intimately. And, you know, we kind of hit some bumps in the road on that. And I remember there was a season that I let my frustration show, you know, where I was just like, oh, you know. And then... There was one night we were going to, or I wanted to, I wanted to be more intimate, and uh, 
I think she said she wasn't feeling well, and you know, it, just, it was just like not the right time. And normally, up until that time, I'd be so upset, so angry. Come on, babes, you know, come on, what's up? We're married now, you know, so we waited this long, yo, let's, let's. But it must have been the Holy Spirit, I don't know, but something happened, and I just told her, I said, babes, it's okay. And I really meant it. I wasn't trying to like, you know, I said, it's okay if you're not feeling well, you know, listen, we're married for life. We're going to have a lifetime of love. It's all good. And I, you know, just turned my head and, you know, was about to go to sleep after I said that. And then all of a sudden, it was like an animal that just, <laughs> just jumped on my wife. I said, like, I said, it's okay. And something just happened. And I learned something. <laughs> I was like, what happened? I mean, the next night I tried that. Babes, it's okay. You don't, you don't got to do anything, babes. <laughs> babes, it's okay. <laughs> it didn't work the next day, but... <laughs> but the Lord taught me something. Since the other times you responded in frustration, you responded in anger... Even if you didn't say anything, you were communicating something. Your vibe wasn't good. Your mood wasn't good. And you blocked something, hindered something. But when you started to release words of grace, and it was coming from a pure place, when you started releasing words of love, and it was coming from a pure place, look what I can do to unlock what seems to be locked up in your life. Your words are so, so important, people of God. And if you're going to live mode over mood, I challenge you and I encourage you, discipline your tongue. Discipline what you say. It will bring blessing to you in Jesus' name. Anybody receive that? Trust me, sometimes sharing that is not always comfortable, but I hope it helps you. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. I don't have too much time. Let me move on. Let me give you three things that you should do or talk with your tongue. Number one, talk blessing. Talk blessing. Talk blessing. This is a key to life. Notice I'm not saying don't curse, which you shouldn't. I'm talking about talk blessing. Sometimes we're very neutral with our mouth. We know enough not to say anything bad, so we don't say anything. As a matter of fact, that's something that you probably learned. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Here's the truth about the matter. You always have something good to say, but you have to be willing to live mode over mood. There's always something good to say. Praise the Lord. That's, a, that's, that's from heaven. There is always something good to say. There is always something good to say. And so look at the scripture found in 1 Peter chapter 3, 8 to 10. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. In other words, someone says something that's rude, don't return it. Don't say something rude. 
Someone treats you this way, don't return this. I'm going to treat you that way. No, 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 no. Notice what you're called to. It says, knowing that you were called. Someone say, I've been called. called. Knowing that you've been called to this. What have you been called to? Well, let's read what we just read. It says, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. You've been called to blessing. That's what your calling is, to be a reservoir of blessing, to be one who dispenses blessing, not cursing. That's what you're called to. I want to know my call. Well, one of the things that you're called to, bless people. That's a calling that you have. Everywhere you go, you should be blessing people. You go home, you should be releasing a blessing. You go to school, you should be releasing a blessing. Why are you blessing people? I'm called to this. Why are you blessing your fellow church members? I'm called to this. Why do you bless your children? Why are you so generous to them? Why do you always have a kind word towards them? I'm called to this. Why do you bless your spiritual leaders? I'm called to this. This is my calling. Oh, that's really good. Why do you bless those you work for, your supervisors, your managers? Why don't you complain and have an attitude? No, no, because I'm not called to that. I'm called to be a blessing. Everywhere I go, I'm called to bless. Even when I don't feel like it. Why? I'm choosing to live by my call. I'm choosing to live mode over mood. Can somebody say amen to that? Oh, I love this. This is good stuff here. Knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. When you live out of your call, you inherit the blessing of that call. When you don't live out of your call, you miss out on it. Check this out. For he who would love life. How many want to love life? Everybody wants to love life. He who would love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil. You want to love life? See good days? Don't speak evil. Speak blessing. Speak in accordance to your calling. And his lips from speaking deceit. Man, I wish I had more time there, but I'm going to move on. Job's, Job, Job, Job 6.25. <laughs> Look at this. How forceful are right words? What are right words? Forceful. They're forceful. Job was speaking to his friends. He was saying, guys, if you would begin to say the right things to me, it would make a difference. But instead, you're arguing with me. Instead of you're, you're trying to make me feel bad. And instead, you're trying to rebuke me and correct me. Job was kind of having this dialogue with his friends. And he was saying, you don't realize how forceful right words are. Saying the right thing has a power to unlock something. It has a power to unleash something. How forceful are right words. Lord, give us the wisdom to know what to say. King Solomon, I mentioned this earlier, in the dream. And it's amazing. It was a dream, but the Lord still gave him credit for it. In the dream, he said, Lord, I need wisdom. This is after God asked him, what do you want? I'll give you anything. Man, that's, a, that's like a freebie. Because Solomon answered that in the dream. It's not like he was awake and answered it. Solomon was dreaming this. Why did God honor that in the dream? It's because that was part of Solomon's heart. That's what he wanted. He said, Lord, I want, I want wisdom. I mean, I know most kings, they ask for the, the lives of their enemies. I know they ask for money. I know they ask for long life. That's cool, but that's not what I really want. Lord, look at me. I'm young. I got I to gotta handle this entire nation. I don't know if I can fill the shoes of my, my father, David. I need wisdom. 
God said, oh, my goodness. Because you asked for this and not the other things that most kings ask for, I'm going to give you this and what you didn't ask. How forceful are right words. Let that be your prayer. Lord, may I speak right. May I speak right. May my words reflect truth and not deceit. May I always have an answer that reflects your heart. May my heart always align itself with your values. Right words will unlock the right things in your life. Talk the word. Somebody say, talk the word. That's number two. Romans 10, 8 to 9. But what does it say? The word is near you. Somebody say, the word is near me. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I, I love this because I think it's so true. I want you to understand something. Salvation is gained by words. This is very important because I used to think it didn't matter just so long as you believe. No, God wants your words. This is why we have to be very clear about the message of faith and the message of salvation. Some people are under the impression that they don't have to say anything. They can just go to church. They can just believe. They can just be good Christians. They can just do good things, and that's okay. No, that's not okay. God wants your words. And then it says, if you confess with the Lord that Jesus was risen from the grave and he's alive today, you will be saved. God wants your words. This is why I give this, I give this example often. You could be a man dating a woman. You could love her. You could like her. You could think she's the one for you. But until you propose to her, she's just your girlfriend. You could be wife. You could be wife in her. If you didn't propose to her, she's not your wife. You could be living with her. She's not your wife. You must make a proposal. You must say, I receive you as my wife. Marry me. And this is what people do with God. They date him. They talk about him. They talk to him. They go around people who know him. God is like, that's cool. We're dating. But do you receive me? Do you receive me? Yes, Lord, I receive you. Be the Lord of my life. That's what God responds to. And the Bible says that yo, the word of God is near you. And it's in your mouth. And that word reroutes you from eternal damnation to eternal salvation. You're saved simply because of what you believe and what you have said with your mouth. Oh, come on. That's awesome news, guys. Think about that. You were going to hell. I want to be very clear about it. But because you believed the right thing and said the right thing, your eternal destiny has changed. You understand what I mean by that? Now, use that same principle and say, if my words can change my eternal destination, certainly it can change my present circumstances. Use your words, not just for salvation, for eternal life. Use your words for the things you're experiencing now. This is why you can live mode over mood. Your words can change the circumstances. You don't have to live by how you feel. You can live by the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I say mode over mood. Come on, say it loud. Mode over mood. It starts with your mouth. You got to start talking right. Not refraining, not just refraining from saying bad things, but use your mouth to redirect your life. 
talk the word. Let me just give you one last one. Talk the future. Somebody say, talk the future. Psalm 42, verse 11. This is the psalmist asking this question. This is a psalm of David. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you sad? Why are you sad? Why are you disquieted within me? Why are you quiet? Why are you, why you want to be by yourself? Why, why are you in your feelings? Why are you to yourself? Why do you feel heavy? Why, why, why do you want to be alone? What, what, what is it? What's going on? This is what David was asking himself. What's going on within you? Why are you, why, why, why are you not feeling people and you don't want to be around people and you're, you're by yourself and you're constantly rejecting people? What's going on in your soul? Why are you downcast? Why are you disquieted? Hope in God. Somebody say hope. We talked a little bit about hope last Tuesday. If you don't know, the, for, the, for, the, for the month of May, we're having Bible studies at 7.30 to 8.30. So I mentioned this on Tuesday. Hope has to do with the future. Faith can cover the future, the past, and the present, but hope is always relegated to the future. Hope is what you want to see in the future. Hope is what you desire to see in the future. And many times people are sad. People are down. Not because of what just happened in the past. But many times whatever happened in the past tells them something about what the future holds. And the psalmist said, why are you down? Why are you sad? Why are you disquieted? Why is it you want to be alone? Why is it that, that, that you just don't feel happy? And then he speaks to himself and he says, hope in God. I want to tell you something really quick today. God wants your hope to be revived. And it starts with you talking to your soul. This wasn't God speaking to David. This was himself saying this, hope in God. That means it's a command. You can choose to hope. You can say, I will hope in the Lord. I will have a future desire. I will hope in what God has for me tomorrow. My hope is in God. Am I the only one whose hope is in the Lord? That's what's going to cause you to live mode over mood. The Lord wants your hopes to be up. He wants your hope to be in the future. Mm, I love that. If your hopes are down, this is what you do. Use your mouth. Use your mouth. Use that tongue and begin to speak to your soul. Hope in God. He did it before. He'll do it again. Hope in God. He's good. Hope in God. He's not to blame. Soul, get happy. It can change. It could change in a quick second. God is not weakened. He's not. His arm hasn't been shortened. God is here. God is alive. God loves you. Hope in God. God is real. God hears my prayers. God delights in me. Hope in God. God saved me. He'll save me again. He'll save me from this situation. Hope in God. God prospered me before. He'll prosper me again. God is my hope. I will not give in to these feelings. You must talk to yourself. You must talk to your soul. You must talk to your mind. You must. This is how you live mode over mood. I'm telling you right now, people of God get in the habit of talking each and every day. My father would, <laughs> he would be the, my father would talk to himself all the time. It was sort of embarrassing, very embarrassing, I'll be honest with you. My father would be up and down Hillside Avenue, yo, People used to call me Ernest back then. Ernest, I saw your dad talking to himself. What's going on? Yeah, he's just, you know, he's just like that, man, you know. My father would have full-blown conversations with himself. And then when I was like maybe 15, 16, I started picking up that habit. I'm like, what, 
What's going on here? And then I started realizing that's normal. Anybody talk to themselves? Now, I'm serious. I have full-blown, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll answer myself. I ask myself questions, right? I'll talk to myself. And I realize that sometimes that's really, really good because it's in talking to yourself that God is now unearthing the answers in your soul. And he's bringing to your, to your mind the light of what you need. That's what David was doing. Why are, you, why are you quiet? Why are you disquieted? Why are you saddened? Why are you hopeless? No, 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 no. God has been too good to you. Hope in God. Oh, I'm declaring today right now your hopes are being revived in Jesus' name. Come on, talk the future. Talk the future. Talk the future. It's going to work out for me. It's going to turn out for my good. My marriage will be all that it should be. My children will be all that they should be. It's going to work out in the name of Jesus. I will be married one day. In my single life, I will enjoy it in the name of the Lord Jesus. I will come out of debt. It won't take too long. I see myself healthy. I will be strong. I will work in the career that I should work in. I'm hoping in God. Glory to God. Talk the future. Don't talk the present. Don't talk the past. Don't talk the mood. Talk the future. This is how you live mode over mood. This is what redirects your life. This is what channels where you should go. Glory to God. This concludes today's message. If you need prayer, want to give a donation, or would like more information about Life Church, visit us at www.nylifechurch.com.